Hello and a warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. I'm very exciting because as from next week, you will be able to watch this podcast on my YouTube channel, Face Yoga Expert. So make sure you subscribe for free to my YouTube channel and then you can actually see me and this week, my guest, Joanna Haynes, chatting. So you get all the behind the scenes footage of the video as well as being able to listen here on the podcast. So this week, my guest is Joanna Haynes, who is a multi-passionate psychologist, soul alignment coach, spiritual mentor, business coach, award-winning entrepreneur, yoga teacher. She has won countless awards and she is a beautiful soul. And I know you are going to enjoy really listening to her wisdom and deep diving into all things soul, human design, intuition, Akashic Records and feeling good on the inside. And talking about feeling good on the inside, a little reminder of my face yoga workshop bundle. So my face yoga workshop bundle is a pretty special because, I mean, I'm going to say that, aren't I guys? But it's pretty special because it's really the ultimate natural facelift video package. And it's designed to help you have your best skin ever. So the bundle includes four recordings of face yoga workshops, which are each two hours, which you can enjoy as many times as you like, and great when you need a boost of pampering self-care. So each of these four two-hour workshops is based around a specific selection of face yoga exercises tailored uniquely to the theme of the workshop. Plus, as with everything I do, you get plenty of wellness techniques for your mind, body, and soul. So let me quickly tell you a little bit more about what's included. So you get four two-hour video workshops, which have facial exercises, face massage, acupressure, relaxation, and wellness techniques. So let me tell you what the four workshops are. So face yoga for lifted skin with Reiki healing, face yoga for glowing skin to feel like a goddess, face yoga for radiant skin with a journey through the chakras, face yoga for smooth skin with a journey through the four elements. You also get four PDF mini eBooks with summaries of the key takeaways from each video. And you get lifetime access to all the content. So these workshops were originally taught on Zoom and now you get to experience these recordings in your own time. So you'll get the exact same immersive and transformative experience as when it was live, plus feel blissfully relaxed at the end of each session with fabulous lifted skin too. So originally, if you were going to attend all these four workshops, it would have cost you £220. The bundle is now £49.99, so it's under £50 for four workshops and you've got them for life. So head to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop and you will find all the information there. And I will also link it in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Joanna Haynes. Joanna, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm very excited to have you here and we're recording for the podcast and for my YouTube channel as well, Face Yoga Expert, which is very exciting. First time we've put it on YouTube. So everyone's going to be able to watch this as well as listen to this. That's amazing. That is exciting. 
And I've got so much I want to ask you. And I really want to sort of just take it back to the beginning because I know you are a very spiritual person, very connected with your soul purpose, a coach, a teacher, a healer. Have you always known that that is your path or was there that sort of aha moment where you thought, okay, I've woken up to my sole purpose. I know what I want to do. I know what I want to share. Yeah, that's such a beautiful question and um, maybe a little bit layered, but I'll try to answer it concisely. I think that when I was younger, I did know that. And somewhere along the way, things happen and you become disconnected from that purity that you know about yourself, life happens, layers get put on you, experiences happen. And so I think I sort of was a bit disconnected from it. And then um, through yoga, actually, you know, starting to really connect back in to what it is inside, I started to have a bit of a remembering, I feel like, and it was familiar to me, yet still a lot to, 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 to learn. And then the more that I've done this work and traveled along in my journey, I realized that a lot of the spiritual things that I learned were actually things that you were already connected to in life. It's just that you didn't realize you just, you're like, this is what's happening for me. This is how I am. So yes and no, but really about 10 years ago, I just started to feel that the work I was doing, I was in um, corporate interior design and I loved being a project manager, but I just wasn't fulfilling. It did not light me up anymore. And it was time to really pivot towards what, what my soul was calling me to do. And so here we are, you know, it's been a journey as well, starting your own business and, and growing in that way. But yeah, I think... In short, I did always know, but I got taken off different tracks, but they were fulfilling in different ways as well, looking back. Absolutely. And tell me a bit about that transition period. So we often have that story of either, I mean, for me, it was sort of going through a chronic illness and that woke me up to my sole purpose. For you, you know, you're in that corporate world and then you were sort of woken up to what you should be doing. How was that transition of leaving everything you knew, the security of that nine to five job of being employed by someone to actually go and, and set up your own business? Because I often think that bit is missing in many of our stories. I know it's often missing in, in my story. You know, I talk about yeah. sort of um, having this illness and then setting up my business and then helping all these people. But actually, there's a lot of emotions and feelings and transitions that happen there. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Maybe yes, you there can is. share your experience of that. I can. Yeah. And one thing I do want to say before that is I think that everybody is supposed to show up in a different way for that kind of experience. And some people just cut the cord and go for it. And some people that's too traumatizing to their nervous system. And so for me, that that would have been um, too much to just leave and start from, from zero, let's say. I knew that I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur and have my own business, but I didn't believe that my dream life was possible for me. I just didn't believe that I was powerful enough to do it. And the woman that I was working with in interior design, she also had sort of this side hustle. And she was said that she thought I would be very good at doing it. It was actually an Amazon business. And so 
I took this training to learn how to have an Amazon business. And so it actually all started with a milk frother. I was um, learning how to sell milk frothers on Amazon. And I went up the ranks and I was like number one selling milk frother. And then my products grew to tea towels that I designed. And so that just gave me the confidence. So even though it wasn't my sole business, it was igniting something in me that was really exciting that I could actually do this. And then I ended up taking some trainings in um, holistic health coaching because I love food. I love to cook. I thought that was what I wanted to do. And they, I just followed the breadcrumbs. I followed the imperfect action until I started to get enough momentum that I was, I thought that I really wanted to start doing it full time. And then we were having a baby. And so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, get myself to to maternity leave and then I won't necessarily go back. And then COVID happened and it was the perfect opportunity in a sense, because I always thought that I would see people in real life, yet everybody moved to Zoom. And so it really opened the doors for me to just go. So long answer, I suppose, but I definitely just followed a breadcrumb that seemed exciting at the time and trusted that it would take me there. And um, even though I held the bigger picture, I don't know what that's always going to look like. And so it's just following the little pieces and then maybe pivoting the bigger picture as you sort of align to it. Absolutely. And that's such an important message because I believe, I mean, I know for me and for what I'm hearing for you as well, is things will continue to change. So actually following the breadcrumbs, you know, it's not like we're doing what we do now and that's going to be it for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Actually, we're on a journey and we're on a path and we're just following what lights us up and following what our intuition is telling us. And actually that might mean at some point we completely pivot or we just take those little pivots as we go along the way and I know some of those little breadcrumbs that you've been following have been human design and the Akashic mm-hmm. records so I'd mm-hmm. love to delve into both of those actually um, maybe if we start off with human design some of my listeners are already either quite into human design or they've listened to a couple of my other um, episodes mm-hmm. I've had a couple of human design experts come on before but I also know many of my listeners will be completely new to human design and sort of saying Danielle what are you talking about so maybe you could just give a very brief overview of what human design is and how you use it within your business and within your life right so human design is a beautiful modality that basically literally on a piece of paper, prints out your energetic blueprint about, and it shares with you where your gifts may lie, where your sensitivities may lie, where you take in the world in certain ways and where you sort of push out in the world in different ways. And when we use that, we get to see into where your magic lane in life can be. And sometimes it's so obvious. People don't even know their gift is a gift because they're so present to it. And sometimes they become so disconnected from their gift because of maybe an experience. And so it's really just about bringing you back into your magic lane so that you can stop looking around to see how everybody else is doing life. Be inspired by them, sure, but it's not your path. And so the way I use it for myself is... Definitely listening to my strategy and authority, which everybody in human design sort of has a version of that. So in the beginning, I just started with little things. It's an experiment. So play with it. You you can't screw it up. It's, you know, it's like, oh, I know this thing's telling me to do this, but I'm going to choose this. It's like, okay, you noticed. 
So I just use it in my business. I use it in my life to understand more deeply the people around me, my children or my child. I'm one. Sometimes it feels like more, but, um, (laughs) you know, when I can really see what's happening, you know, on a piece of paper, I understand the way that he's taking in information. I understand no matter what I say, he still has to do it himself. And I understand things about him that allow me to be a bit more compassionate to the way that he's showing up. And, and same with my partner, you know, I ran a retreat with somebody. We, we, you know, looked at our human design charts together to see where there was actually going to be conflict potentially, you know, where somebody has more energy in that area. And so I use it in, in many different ways, um, to just gain a little bit of a, an entry point into either information about my clients too, of course, in how to support them more deeply and in a way that's aligned for them not me yeah it's so helpful it's so powerful and i'm really intrigued to know what your human design is i am a manifesting generator a 6-2 manifesting generator emotional yeah so <laughs> yeah what are you i'm a generator 5-1 generator okay I'm yeah. a sacral authority yeah yeah so um, amazing it was years until i actually knew that because i didn't know my birth time so mm. i was very fixated on the thought that i was a projector so okay. i would read yeah i would read all of this about projectors i'd be like yes this is me and then I found out I was a, project, um, a generator and it was almost like I was a bit disappointed. And I don't know if it was because I'd attached a narrative to one energy type or yeah. because generators are a, a bigger part of population. And for some reason that I didn't think that I wanted to, to be into that or because I believe that generators were people that just do 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 people so all the time they would do things whereas I have to be quite careful with my energy and look after myself and do lots of self-care but as soon as I started to understand what a 5-1 generator is I started to understand the reason why I may get tired or I might burn out with certain things is because I wasn't doing the things that truly lit me up and truly excited me so I used to attach myself to oh I'm definitely a projector because I don't want to do more than sort of three hours output a day but actually it's probably because I wasn't doing enough in the day which lit me up and now I do way more of what lights me up sometimes I'm amazed by the energy that I have which Mm -hmm. is so empowering so I definitely recommend to anyone to really delve into their human design because I think it really does help us understand deeper why we're here what our purpose is and like you say how we can show up in the world but also show up for ourselves and, and the people around us as well a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I love that. And I, I, I think it's such a interesting story because there's such a misconception too about the generator energy types that they just go, 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 go. And we're energizer bunnies that never run out of energy. And I'm, I have a lot of power in my chart. I have a lot of energy and I take a lot of time alone, but there's a lot in my chart that I need to be alone. And so, um, yeah, there's so much nuance to the chart that you know it you take time to just really reconnect with with parts of yourself and go on a journey with it to support yourself you know it's it, i often say in my sessions i'm likely not going to tell you something that you don't already know because we're looking at your soul blueprint what i am doing is helping you move into like giving yourself permission that nothing's wrong with you 
you're not broken. You just don't look like that person over there that you're comparing yourself to. Yes, I love that. And it really is about embracing our individuality. And I feel like when we come into this world, we are so individual. And over time, through conditioning, through schooling, through family, through society's norms, we think that in order to be accepted, we have to fit in or change ourselves or mould ourselves to what the people around us are like. But it's almost about unlearning that. And what I like about human design, it does help you unlearn all that conditioning and actually go back to who you truly are. And I feel like when you see that piece of paper or those pieces of paper which really truly describe you, it is like someone saying, okay, you're allowed to be you again. And that is like that big like, ah, moment. It's like you can suddenly breathe again. So yeah, I mean, I love human design as well. And I would definitely say to any listeners or viewers that go and check your human design out. I mean, you can get it checked out in, in what minutes online, can't you? Yeah. You can just, yeah. you can just Google it and you can find out sort of what you are and, and then start going down that rabbit hole of Absolutely. what that means. And I know the other thing that you, that you do a lot of, which again, really helps you to understand who you are at a soul level is the Akashic Records. So maybe mm-hmm. you could explain again a bit what that is and then how mm-hmm. you use it within your life and business. Yeah, absolutely. So the Akashic Records is is your soul space. It's it's like a, a book that you pull out of this of of space, and it's it contains all of your past experiences, past lifetimes, if you're open to that, all possibilities that could exist in the future, and you know in like other people call it the quantum field or the book of life or the, the Akashic Records. It's connecting into the energetic field of everything around us. And when we tune into your particular Akashic record with intention, what the way I work with the records is, is that it, it shares with us what's most needed in this now moment for you to connect more deeply to your soul path. So it's not about telling you everything that's going to happen in the future. It's more about what needs to happen at this choice point in this moment. And here is some information to support you in, in, in aligning more deeply to your purpose. It's also an incredibly healing place to be. And, you know, there's healings and clearings and, and offerings that I use in that way as well to support my clients. But one thing I love doing with human design and the Akashic records, either combined, I like a session like that or do human design and then an Akashic record session later is that there's so much in the chart. Like you could have an eight hour reading. And so when we use the Akashic records, we get to tune into what's most relevant now. And then I often get directed to some piece of the chart and just as an entry point. And then we, we go down that, that journey together to see, um, what maybe needs to be healed, released, aligned, embodied, something around that. So I think it's, just a beautiful complimentary and and I mean of course standalone modality on its own but it's so magical it really it just blows my mind sometimes often what comes through the records that I could not possibly know about somebody and I say something with a cadence or a sentence that their grandparents used to say to them all the time and it's just that thing they need to to get the confirmation that I'm on the right path or that thing that I keep pushing away that's the thing I'm just afraid so yeah it's it's a little bit 
harder sometimes to understand with the, with our mental mind, like what is the Akashic records? Cause you don't get a piece of paper showing you anything yet. Uh, when you're in the records and when you experience the medicine that it has to give, it's, it's, it's very magical. I don't really have another word for it. It absolutely is. Yeah. And I've only really delved into mine once and sort of twice, but mostly once with sort of a deep reading, which I had with a mm-hmm. Akashic Record reader. And it was mind blowing. It was almost as though she was telling me things. And we particularly went into past lives and some patterns that I had yeah. within past lives. And it was almost as though she was telling me things that I knew somewhere deep inside me, but I'd never consciously been aware of. So it's almost like I was I was transported back to those times yeah. and it just made sense. And it's not like I had ever within this lifetime thought about those things. However, there were certain feelings and patterns which was starting to show up in this lifetime, which perhaps were patterns that were stuck in other lifetimes. Or I had certain soul contracts in this lifetime that I saw I had to carry out. So it was hugely eye-opening. And actually talking to you today has reminds me how powerful it was and and how I really do want to delve into that deeper and I'm really intrigued to know about you as a as a record reader how does your process work so Mm -hmm. if someone came to you for a reading and they said you know Joanna I want to look into some of my past lives I want to really understand more about me and more about my soul what do you then do what's your sort of first step or or Mm -hmm. process yeah. So when I meet with clients, I, you know, we have a check-in and see what their intention is. And if they have any questions they want to ask, it's it's amazing how many people come and just say, I just, I'm open to whatever wants to come through. And some people really have um, intention. I don't work with the records in past lives as in that's not my specialty. It's not the the gift that I've been given and some very gifted people that kind of focus more on that. However, past lives come in if in this moment, some pattern is perhaps keeping you you stuck or there's something that you're afraid of because of something that happened to you in a past life, that will come up for me to share with you so that we can work through, clear it, talk about it, whatever we need to do. Um, but to go back to your question, and we, we would set intention and then we just ground and I open your records. And usually for me, I like to take a few moments, minutes to just acclimatize, to really feel into the texture and the the feeling of your records. Um, And then I just start beginning to share what is coming through without, before we ask any questions, sometimes there's messages that want to come in or there's things that are showing up big time. So we really just take a few moments to, to, to begin there. And then clearings, I'll ask about clearing. It's almost like spiritual flossing in the records. So we just do the clearings. I do them all the time for myself. And then from that place, we either follow the thread of something that's already come in, or if there's intention and questions that somebody wants specific support around, then we begin to dive into to that. I love that. And when did you discover that you have the gift to be able to 
access these records because I'm just aware that as people are listening they may actually be visualizing as I once did when I was first talked to, to about Akashic records you know visualizing lots of files or binders that we can tangibly feel and pieces of paper we can flick through yeah and actually I guess sort of in some ways it is that but it's not that in it in its physical form it's more that you are are given these messages and you're able to then pass them on to the person you're working with. Yeah. So the thing is, is that I think most people can access the records and I think people are accessing, oh, I know that people are accessing them without even knowing that they are, because I know when I came to it, my teacher told me that you have been accessing the records for years. It's, it's those moments when you're in this insane flow and you're looking around and everything's just lining up or you completely knew that something was going to happen or you just felt like you were there before. So so everybody has the ability to, if I think the desire is there, um, I don't think that necessarily everybody's designed to be an Akashic Record reader and, and do that in that way, but they everybody has the ability. Gone are the days of this is the guru that is the only access point to your soul landscape. And that's what my biggest joy is to empower people to remember that it's, they have access to this. I just help you remember. But as it comes to the records, I'd seen them, like the word, and it was just whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I just wasn't, it wasn't clicking for me. And then I had been reconnected to um, somebody who had been part of my yoga teacher training. And I randomly, 12 years later, she was in this like Zoom room for something that's so random. And then I went to her website and I saw Akashic Records and I was like, now is my time. And I just knew it. And I booked a session right there. And from that moment, it was so clear to me that um, this was something that was for me in, in this way. Um, and so... I hope that answers your question, but yeah, it, it was just, I think the records find you when it's ready. Like I just, people, the amount of clients that come and say, I meant to do this four months ago, but now I come now and you know, whatever it is, it's just the divine timing with your records. I'm just so trusting of. Yeah, absolutely. And what I loved about what you said there was everyone in many ways has this ability to tune in. And I'd love to talk about that a little bit more um, and really, I guess, talk about intuition because mm -hmm. people often say to me, oh, Danielle, you're so good with using your intuition and, oh, I wish I had intuition. And actually, I say you do. We all have a really powerful intuition within us and it's just about learning like with anything it's about learning and unlearning how to tune into that and listen to that and then having that trust to really allow ourselves to be guided by that intuition so I'd love to hear from you any advice that you would give people to be able to listen a little bit deeper to that inner feeling that inner voice that intuition our soul self whatever you want to call it because yeah. I really do believe we do have all the answers within yeah we do I think my biggest piece of advice would be to well a couple pieces but it's a muscle that we have to exercise and 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 practice using 
Um, not because we want to get something out of it per se. It's just that it's, it's this beautiful inner GPS inside of us. And if we've been ignoring it for a while, it needs a little bit of TLC to say it, it's safe for me to speak to you again. You're going to listen. And so even saying, I'm willing to tune into my intuition. I'm, I'm ready to connect with you again. If I show up, in little pockets, please show me that you're there. You know, it's just starting this gentle relationship with it and also having devotion to what it is that you want. Because if you want to be more intuitive, but yet you aren't creating space for a lack of noise or, you know, to tune inward. And I'm not even saying meditation as in like no thought, strong spine. It can be walking meditation. It can be having a bath with with no podcast in your ears and, and nothing. You know, it's just taking some time for the voice to have space. And I think that sometimes people would like to be intuitive without remembering that they actually need to create the space for the intuition to, to come forward. And so I would just say, be gentle with yourself. Remember that it's a muscle. Set the intention because your intention is so powerful. And then be devoted to continually realigning to the intention that you set. And then the self-trust piece. I mean, goodness me, that is its, its own journey because then you have to take the step that the thing's telling you to take. And the human has a very hard time saying, this doesn't make logical sense to me. And then we still have to take it because on the other side of it, we're like, oh yeah, I should have done that. And that was your intuition that you chose to ignore. And so use that as evidence and come back and say, okay, it would have been safe to take that leap that didn't make any sense. Why do I need to go to this coffee shop today? It doesn't make sense. I always go here. It's like, maybe you were going to sit next to your new boss or the new love of your life or something. So just start trusting it in a way that you feel safe to, but notice, you know? Definitely. And how do you distinguish between intuition and fear? Great question. Well, for me, because I'm an emotional authority in human design, I also really need to to ride out the wave of emotions to gain clarity. And so I feel like that really helps me because, um, you know, if I have not to get too into it, but I, I give myself time to feel into whether um, it's fear-based or or my intuition um, telling me not to do something. And then I walk with the fear. So I feel into whether the thing I'm wanting to do still feels expansive alongside the fear, because I don't think that it's normal to never feel fear when you're doing something new. Like it's okay. That's just excitement in the system, but it's about tuning into the actual qualities of what it is that you're feeling. And you can only really do that through the body, not the mind. And so again, it's about tuning in to, to, and in the beginning, maybe you don't know the difference and that's okay. It takes time, but now I can sort of discern, okay, that feels scary and expansive this thing that I'm afraid, do I need to address anything here? What needs to be healed around this fear? Is it a belief? Then I'll spend some time because sometimes I think we get told to like F the fear, but that can really traumatize the nervous system if you don't understand where it's coming from. So it's about working and massaging it together. So it's not very a simple answer, but I think it's about giving it a little bit of space and not rushing the process, you know, and, and learning the qualities of your fear and your intuition. 
I agree completely. And like you say, going into your human design can really help that as well. For me as a generator, I have to find that space and then I have to ask myself the question. And it's that response within probably one to two seconds sometimes that really is the truth, is really what I need. And even if it's scary and actually I don't feel my ego doesn't want to do it or it's questioning it in some way that is the answer um for me as a generator if i start to go then into a few hours or a few days of trying to analyze that i go away from that sort of gut response that sacral response so for me that that works really well but i know probably you as a as an emotional um you probably is it 24 hours usually you need to make a a decision yeah Yeah. I mean, everybody has their own emotional wave and I think you get to learn it. I don't truly know the amount of hours my emotional wave is, but I do know that if it's a big decision, I need to sleep on it because sometimes it's the thing I want to do, but it's not the people I want to do it with. Or it's this, it gives me a spark, but I'm like, oh yeah, I do want to go to holiday, but I don't want to go here or something, you know? So it, it, Clarity for me comes over time, but if you are just sacral with no emotional authority, it's going to be more, more in the moment. Yet, if you're, you know, because generators are yes, no's, they like yes, no questions. If it's sort of a flat line, it doesn't always mean no, it can just be not right now. So it's, if you're not lit up by it, people are like, oh, but I really want to do that thing. And it's like, yes, but maybe it's not the right time. So trust that sacral. Whereas when you analyze it, you will be like, no, I really want this thing. So I have to do it now. And it's, you're bypassing the right timing of it too. Right. So none of us are supposed to go up here. Your mind is not your authority. Your mind is beautiful. It's here to witness the world, form opinions, have ideas, be inspiring, get inspired. It is not your authority. Your system is, it knows, Yeah. Yeah, you know, and definitely. And, you know, and I think going back to that intuition and fear, sometimes our intuition can tell us to do something and we can have that fear. And like you say, you can almost step into that fear and feel into that fear a little bit. And that fear can almost have sort of an underlying excitement in it as well. And that's often our intuition telling us, yes, it's the right way to go. It's the right direction to go. And you'll have to feel the fear or work through the fear or be with the fear. Yeah. But often we genuinely have that feeling of, no, this this is yucky. This is not right for us. This is, we have to step away from that. And that's a different type of fear. Again, that's intuition, but that's like a fear like, oh, that person or that thing or that place is just not right for us. And again, I think if we go into our body, we know the difference between fear that's got excitement and opportunity in it and fear that is actually a warning that is telling us to move away from something and I think the more that we can just start to I guess exercise that muscle like you said so beautifully um, the easier it becomes but also like you said reminding ourselves we are human so we're in yeah. we're in this human shell we're in this this body in this lifetime for a reason so yes. actually there are going to be times when our ego jumps in or our mind jumps in and that's also okay we're not going yes. to be 100% guided by our intuition and even you and I who 
have started to access our intuition and do live by that. I mean, I'm speaking for both of us here, but I know for me, certainly, there are plenty of times when I haven't made a decision based on intuition or my intuition has told me something and I've ignored it and I've gone the other way. And actually, I think sometimes we can just give ourselves a little bit of grace if that happens. Oh my goodness, yes. That's okay. (laughs) We, We are human beings. Yeah, yeah. And this, you know, it's... It's supposed to be um, fun. Like if you th- if you think of being in the human body here on Earth, it's if you could think about it as your mission, and you're just accepting, you know, your mission. And sometimes things are going to go away that you will look back and say, "Ooh, I should have." And it's take the lesson and keep going because there was something rich and for some reason you didn't follow your intuition and you probably learned oh my goodness there's this pattern every time this thing or this type of situation comes up i don't feel comfortable listening to it because once i gave my power whatever it is there's richness in it too and if you're consistently beating yourself up because you're not being a good spiritual person then spirituality isn't you know in spirituality i mean listening to your intuition or being connected to things it's not serving you then if you're going to beat yourself up every time you think you made a mistake if that makes sense you know you have to travel with a bit of grace and compassion and levity I mean could you laugh at yourself a little you're like oh my goodness I did it again yeah you know I'm not a bad human. I did it again. (laughs) Exactly. And also not overanalyzing it as well, because I think that, I mean, I know I've been guilty of that. There's an example I can think of a few years ago where I knowingly went against my intuition in order to sort of please people around me. And I know that I still look back on that. And there's parts of me that sort of almost beat myself up about that and say, well, why did I do that? And I shouldn't have done that. And actually just saying, we don't need to analyze it. That time is gone. You know, perhaps I made that decision for a reason. Look what I've learned from it. And it's okay. We're in the now. Yeah. We've got the future. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you dive deeper into why did I directly not listen to my intuition in this in this situation? It's because sometimes we get something from it, even though it may feel bad, it's serving, you know, um, an aspect of ourselves that needed to be protected at some point. So, um, you know, it's a bit deeper, but there's, there's a reason. Yeah. And it was probably to protect yourself in some way, even though on the outside and in your mind, you're like, this doesn't make sense you always make sense because like you spoke about earlier with the past lives, you may not have like thought about it, but there's a current running through your system that's guiding you and bringing you some thoughts from perhaps a past life that you're not connected to. So much of us lives in the subconscious. So you don't always have to understand why you made a decision. It's going to just bring you some information that you get to either choose to look at or not. And it's your choice. And whichever one you choose is fine. It depends what you want and what you're going for and what your goals and intentions and desires are. Yeah. Absolutely. Not screwing it up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think it's also about finding that balance between that inner work, that healing, that listening to the intuition and just being, you know, because I think when we start this journey of, healing whether it be healing trauma whether it be working through layers of ourselves whether it be going deeper into our intuition whether it be understanding more about our soul purpose that work is great it's also hugely uncomfortable at times and hugely difficult at times 
But I think yeah. that it's about that balance between doing that and just being, just oh breathing, goodness, yes. just being in the present moment. Because I think definitely in this sort of wellness industry that we're in, I think that that sort of inner work with emphasis on the word work can be pushed too much. And we often forget just to live in joy, in yeah. peace, in fun and, and in the present. So I don't suppose you've got a, a, a tip or a, or something that you do mm. to just remind yourself that actually it's okay just to be. Yeah, no, I really, really love what you're saying so much because I think that people have become a little bit of like trauma hunters. And I know there's a lot of trauma out there, but, you know, and I, I now I work and I'm trained to, to move even more deeply into that because I think it disconnects us from a lot of our power and our innate gifts. Yet, I feel like it will surface when it needs to. And so some of the deep work I've done is just comes up when I'm ready and I can make the choice point, of course, to look at it or not. But we don't need to sort of always go digging for it. But to remind myself to come in the present, it's like when the the when I'm overthinking it and I'm just like trying to overanalyze too much and you just, it's so cliche, but you literally only have this moment. So it's not to bypass what's coming up, but it's in this moment. Am I okay? And what needs to happen here? Because I'm actually missing the fact that I have five friends over there and we're having a barbecue and I'm sitting here stewing on something that I want to talk to my you know, person about, or I want to go dive into. And it's just like the balance between setting intention, understanding where you want to go in your healing journey, but coming, coming back to this moment, because if you're missing here, you're either like future tripping or you're being depressed about something that happened in the past. And the gift is here and it's so cliche, but like you can just kiss that truth on different levels throughout your journey. And then one time you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, I understand it on a cellular level differently. And it's just stay the course, keep realigning yourself to here and now. And whatever you need will come through in that moment for you. Definitely, completely agree with that. And finally, if you were to share one sort of top tip for feeling a sense of inner peace, what would that be? Give yourself permission to be nonlinear and to pivot and trust that, you know, it's wellness on Monday doesn't need to look like it does on Tuesday and you're still doing a good job. So when your rituals become too rigid and there's nothing like enjoyable about them, switch it up, change it up, move your body in a different way, do a different practice, follow somebody else, listen to something inspiring. It's pivot often and just trust yourself that you, 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 you know, best, you know, best. That's Thank peace. You. That is peace. Thank you. And I feel like that message was specifically for me, actually. <laughs> maybe that, I'm in your records. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And maybe you could just let everybody know where they can hear more about what you do, where they can book sessions with you and how they can follow you on social media. Beautiful. Yes. So my website is Joanna Haynes. Um, 
H-A-I-N-E-S.com. So on there is a link with all my offerings and you can book directly on my website. On Instagram, it's it's Joanna Haynes. That's where I post most of you know my offerings and it's where I think it's fun to be. So um, I'm quite active on there. So if you follow me on there and that's that's sort of the only social media I really use. And I do have some yoga nidras on YouTube as well. So you could look those up as well there. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joanna. I really appreciate being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.